0: Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. This is Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hello. This week, I have a drink that I'm going to call the GR Dad.
1: Oh, this know. is news to me.
0: I invented it based on you, so... Oh, it's, there's... it's
1: sour and bitter. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, it would
0: be. Uh, there's a drink called the Suffering Bastard. I made a version of that, like a recipe alteration of that for a friend when she got divorced to like celebrate her divorce <laughs> <laughs> i think we call it the fucking bastard <laughs> uh it's an that's an interesting drink because it has bourbon and gin in it Ugh. yeah you've had one and i think you thought it was okay
1: oh it's okay it, but it seems like a hangover recipe there
0: yeah anyway that is not what the gr dad is uh so there's some great looking peaches at the farmer's market which M-millions we were
1: millions of them
0: millions of peaches peaches for me <laughs> peaches for free oh look out and uh, they had big, giant peaches. So I got some peaches. I made peach syrup, which basically you just do by taking, like, a cup of water, a cup of sugar, chop up a bunch of peaches, and put them in a pot and simmer them until the peaches are super mushy. And then you drain it, and so your sugar water is peach-flavored. And so the cocktail is kind of a variation on the basic. Ounce and a half, one shot of bourbon. Three quarters of an ounce of that peach syrup. Three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. Shake it in a shaker. Pour it over ice. Delicious.
1: Just like God made it.
0: Indeed. So there you go. The GR Dad cocktail. I'll take it. If you got some peaches, you can make some peach syrup. I will accept this drink. Garnish with a a peach wedge. Because you're peachy.
1: (laughs) Don't be too bitter or sour.
0: There you go. No, it's just a little, you know, not too sour, not too sweet, just right. Oh. Just like you.
1: Oh. <laughs> That's nice. I love you. Oh, I
0: love you too. Uh, so this week we're going to talk about poor Schmeek. We realized we had, we, you know, we did an episode on queso. Cause she obviously had big surgeries, but Schmeek had surgery a few weeks ago. If you have been watching the snaps, you have seen that she looks kind of Frankensteiny. Yeah,
1: I think Frankensteiny.
0: For sure. Uh, so when Schmid came to us, she had really bad teeth, like really bad.
1: She was generally neglected. You may remember, right? She had like, uh, some kind of scurvy thing on her butt where all the, <laughs> the, like her tail was almost bare and her, you know, the hair was, fur was falling out on her and butt. Her
0: butt was kind of bare. We had just, we had this like spray topical antibiotic. There's available. a name for
1: it. You have there's a more of a name than scurvy
0: (laughs) i don't think scabies i don't know uh but yeah she did have a skin infection that's it yeah (laughs) i guess that starts the nest. skin infection (laughs) um yeah her tail was like bald basically and her butt yeah
1: like a rat or a mouse tail it was was very sad
0: uh so we had like a spray topical antibiotic and that helped clear up the immediate problem and then with like some good feeding and lots of love she eventually grew back most of her fur back there. So,
1: yeah, now she's fully weird shaped there too.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I talk about how she's unfortunately shaped. I love her shape.
1: It's, but it's weird, it's box like.
0: It's weird because I weighed them early last week and Jasmine weighs 68, and Maggie weighs 67. Maggie weighs less than Jasmine, but if you see them next to each other, Jasmine is like super slender looking and slim, and Maggie looks fat, but they're the same size. If anything, Maggie's a little taller and bigger, but she weighs less than Jasmine, and we've done this at the vet before where they weigh them, and I'm like, yeah, Maggie weighs less than Jasmine, and the techs are like, no, she doesn't, and they take them back out to reweigh them to make sure they didn't screw it up. My guess is that Maggie was super overweight at one point, like just um, morbidly obese, maybe. Um, which could happen if the owner just kind of puts food out Right, because she... And Maggie's
1: wolf, a quite an eater.
0: Wolf's food down. And uh, and Jasmine doesn't have a huge appetite. Like, he, you know, we lock her in, in the office now to eat, and she still, she doesn't finish all the food we That's give That's to
1: protect her food from the other dogs. That's not to punish Jasmine. No, and
0: to keep Jasmine from wandering away, because she doesn't really care all that much about yeah. her food.
1: Maggie, on the other hand, if, you, if I drop a, a crumb in one room and she's... You know, three floors down, she'll come.
0: <laughs> she'll be there in
1: a second, like yeah. magically appear.
0: For sure. So my guess is that, like, you know, I think we've told you all before. Their owners moved and just left him in the backyard, God. and all the infections and stuff they had are signs that they were really neglected. So my guess it was just they dumped food out there. Jasmine wouldn't care all that much and wouldn't eat that much, and Maggie would just wolf everything down. I just don't
1: understand if you. Ha- I mean, uh, I just don't understand. I mean, if you have a dog and you... They obviously felt some responsibility because they didn't give them some food, but not enough to treat them well. It's so weird. That's like me. all
0: they did was feed them. It's
1: so weird to me. Like... what? Uh, you just
0: think about them as a completely different thing than we think about them. Uh, right? It's just... Like a what? Like a... Like a... Like a plant. Tool? Oh, or I'd better water that plant. Uh, yeah. I, Pet my
1: plants, too. I think we treat our, plan,
0: <laughs> our plants our better than they treated them. Yeah. Um, but that's my guess, that she was, like, super, just one of those big, round, fat dogs at some point and kind of lost some of that weight before she came to us because it was a week or two before a neighbor found them and took them in and turned them over to oh. rescue. So she probably lost a bunch of weight then. She was 80 pounds when we got her. Now she's 67, um, and she's been down and up since we've had her but we've had her on a diet lately so she's down so and if you feel her
1: and we have the slow eater
0: yeah that helps that that doesn't help with the weight loss but it does help with her not eating everything in two bites but if you like feel her you can feel her ribs
1: yeah through her weird through
0: her skin but she's got a lot of fur i mean loose skin and very dense fur
1: dr seuss like fur
0: for sure um so she is unfortunately shaped but she's not overweight um, anyway, she is an old dog. She's 11 and, uh, you know, she's got little bumps and lumps,
1: nits and lumps. And yeah,
0: yeah. Like all old dogs do. And, uh, and her teeth were also in really bad shape. And so we were at the vet for something else to get checked, which ended up not being a big deal. Oh, yeah, she had this lump behind her ear, which had been there for a long time. It was like the size of a pea, like a green pea. Yeah. Um, Noticeable. Yeah, not inside the flap, but kind of behind the flap on her ear. And it had clearly gotten infected. Um, Like it was kind of oozing and bloody and pussy. And I just wanted to make sure it wasn't anything serious. We went into the vet for it, and he's like, yeah, you know, it's... That's gross. (laughs) 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 There's a bunch of pus in there. Um, But he checked it just to make sure it wasn't something else. It's a benign thing. It's not a tumor. Uh, And he's like, you know, he gave us some topical antibiotics for it. And he's like, you can just do that. It's probably going to be fine. He's like, but she really needs to have a dental exam. She's had a couple fractured teeth. And, you know, we should really clean these up and do some x-rays, which I've known for the two years we've had them that she should really
1: fractured teeth from eating rocks perhaps.
0: Probably from eating rocks. She was definitely a rock eater. They show you this so I have a niece. Her favorite she's in college now, so she's an adult. But her favorite joke when she was like three years old was what's what's big red and eats rocks
1: a big red rock eater a
0: big red rock eater oh i'm
1: like in tune with a 12 year old
0: (laughs) no a three year old she thought this was the funniest joke ever (laughs) big red rock eater
1: well what was your favorite joke may still be
0: (laughs) what's brown and sticky i
1: I don't know what's brown and sticky a
0: stick (laughs) (laughs) Uh. that's such a good joke yeah
1: it is a good joke
0: (laughs) where does the general keep his armies
1: uh, I don't... Where does the general keep his armies? In his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Those I mean, are, dear favorite third grade jokes.
1: They're kind of dad jokes these days. They're too. better
0: than a big red rock eater, which is not funny because there's no such thing as You're big red rock eater. You're just
1: jealous because it's not yours.
0: <laughs> anyway, Maggie, big red rock eater. Could be how she fractured her teeth. Who knows?
1: Could have been the Bone or whatever it was. Yeah. Could have also been rocks.
0: Uh, but these are slab fractures. So it's basically imagine like a layer of the outside edge of the tooth cracking off and coming off
1: like an iceberg calving.
0: kind of it doesn't expose the nerve it doesn't necessarily cause infection they can check for that but it's not uncommon for dogs to get those but she had some brown teeth she had all kinds of problems
1: mostly brown teeth and then there were other problems on top of the brown teeth
0: yeah and lots of like gunk on there and i i have a scraper set like a dental scraper set that i try to do and she's fairly patient but she really needed to have some dental work. And I'm not, like, hyper vigilant about that. Like, I take care of their teeth. I scrape them down. I don't take them in for, like, dental stuff every couple of years. But Maggie really needed it. And I was like, yeah, I know. All right, fine. Like, and, let's do it. And
1: Jasmine got it done when she was having dental work anyway, right?
0: Yeah, when they had, like, they had to remove a tumor. So they did kind of two different surgeries to address the tumors that she has. And they did the dental work. On one of those, because they have to go under anesthesia. It's it's a big deal to get dental work. It's both expensive and carries some risk. Yeah. Um, Which is why we haven't done it for Maggie. She hasn't needed any surgeries. And so the vet was like, look, while we've got her under, we can take off that lump behind her ear and we can check it out to just make sure it's nothing. You know, they didn't think it was anything and it wasn't. Yeah, and
1: with Goldens, I mean, not surprisingly, you're mostly worried about cancers, so any yeah. lump is a little bit of a, more of a worry than just, oh, it's cosmetic.
0: Yeah, that's right. No, you couldn't see it because it's all under the fur. But, yeah. um, you know, it was clearly bothering her because it was infected. She would scratch at it. It was gross. And so I was like, yeah, go ahead, take it off. And so they had to shave like a quarter of her head. So if you follow Dear David on Twitter, <laughs> uh, for those of you who are into that part of Twitter, Uh, A story about a dude whose house was allegedly haunted by a boy with a bastion head. She looks kind of like the Dear David ghost with just like a big chunk of her head missing because she's so fluffy. She has so much fur and they shaved kind of half of her head.
1: Oh, She looks like there's a famous, I want to say famous, but there's a, a National Geographic photo that I've seen that is a half shorn sheep. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that.
1: And it's so it's like the fluff on one side, and then it looks about three sizes smaller on the other side. <laughs> she looked a little like that on her head.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, big. They did a big incision because why not? Got there were two lumps next to each other. One was giving her trouble, the other was, and they took them both off, and stitched it closed. And uh, yeah, so she's looked kind of Frankensteiny. Do you know we have sheep on campus at the University of Maryland?
1: I don't know if I knew that. I just know you have the cow with the porthole.
0: Yes. So we have a working farm on campus. The University of Maryland is a land-grant university. So we do have a cow, and it has a portal in its side.
1: Por- porthole, like in ships.
0: Yeah. You can open it up and reach into its stomach. Uh, as a vegetarian, I find it cruel and unusual, but...
1: As a scientist, it's very fascinating.
0: They're doing a the thing. If you come to Maryland Day in the spring, you can see the cow. And it's Portal.
1: I don't think they'll let you reach inside because that's a violation of the cow's privacy.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, We can talk all about that some other time. But uh, we also have a flock of sheep. No Portals, just normal sheep. And uh, they've been out lately. And uh, they recently got shorn. So I was going to campus like (laughs) yesterday or the day before. And I was like, oh, the sheep, they're all shorn. They're all real skinny now. They get real poofy.
1: It's maybe the last shearing because you're not supposed to shear them in the winter because it's freaking cold Mm -hmm. you do it in the summer
0: yep uh but i'm always happy i drive right past the farm
1: (sighs) big thing in australia sheep shearing holy cow i have like i didn't do it (laughs) but it's like a cultural thing in australia they used to have the itinerant sheep shearers that would go from farm to farm what was the sheep
0: that got lost for all those years and then they found it and they had that big that dude come and shear it
1: oh it was like but i don't think that was in, in australia was it Maybe that? New Zealand. I it was like New Zealand, yeah. Same thing. New Sorry, yeah.
0: Australians and New Zealand, I know you're not the same oh
1: thing. Oh, my God. I know you're not
0: they the same thing. They are so different. You're very far away from here. Both, both very
1: cool, but both very different. Uh, I, that may have been New Zealand, and it was uh, the sheep was...
0: It, like, wandered into a cave and lived there oh, for, like, so five years. It was like, I'm going to find a link. I'm going to put it in the podcast description.
1: got a lot of fur. It was
0: so giant, and they had, like, this special dude come in. It was like televised, the shearing of the sheep, (laughs) right? I'm not making this up. I do remember that. No,
1: it was was something. No, but Australia, sheep shears, click go the shears, boys, (laughs) click, click, click. It's a whole thing. There's a whole thing about sheep shearing. Yep. And New Zealand supposedly or famously has more sheep than people. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of people. It's just small.
0: (laughs) I guess that's true. Uh, Anyway... So Maggie got part of her head sheared.
1: Yes. <laughs> and uh I think shorn,
0: but you know. Shorn, whatever. They sh- they straight up shaved it. They did bald. And uh so yeah, she had this big, like jaggedy set of stitches in there. And uh she had to wear the cone part of the time T- because
1: Frankenstein was not inapt. It was with the stitches and Frankenstein yeah. stitched together out of other bodies, yeah.
0: For sure. Uh, normally we don't put the cone on the dogs, even when they're prescribed the cone, because I'm here with them most of the time, so we maybe will put it on if I'm gone. And they're
1: rarely frantic or, uh, obsessive about scratching or biting or something themselves.
0: Yeah, our dogs are really good. Like, they're pretty mellow about it. Um, but Maggie would... It's a real easy spot to scratch, right? Your back leg reaches the spot behind your ears really easily. Right, that's what the classic dog scratch. Yeah, and uh, so she would scratch at it, and you don't want him to pop a stitch. And so when I was here, I would have to watch her like a hawk, right? And as soon as I saw her like sit down, I'd have to be like, no, 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 no. And then she'd look at me like, move, what did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) It's like kind of nothing, but I have to either put the cone on or you can't do that. And then if she would get a scratch in her if I was leaving before it was healed, I'd put the cone on and she would just panic and her response was to freeze in place. So she'd be standing there and she won't try to run away. She lets me put it on her and then she... will not move from that position. i like gotta go upstairs, change clothes, brush my teeth, come back downstairs, get ready to leave. And she's standing in the same position, like her head held the same way, feet in the same position. <laughs> Poor man. Like, what do I do? Sweet. Uh, and we have the comfy cone. Yeah. Which is like a, so it's not the hard plastic clear one. It's made out of kind of like nylon, and it's slightly <sighs> padded, and the idea is that they can lay on it, and it's comfier. So
1: it's better, but you can't. it's not see-through, so yeah. it is more restrictive, and, and it, it feels more like a tunnel to them, probably.
0: So I just want to side note, I added in, Shrek is the name of the sheep who escaped for six years. Was it New Zealand? And it is New Zealand, South go. Island, New Zealand, six years. He's a very, very fluffy sheep. I'm going to put this He's a in.
1: handsome devil.
0: Story in the podcast.
1: Proud owner of much, much, much fur.
0: He's a Merino sheep and he's...
1: Wool. I'm sorry. Wool. Giant. Some would say Mariner, probably.
0: He looked like some biblical creature, says his owner, which I agree with.
1: Which may be misunderstanding of the Bible.
0: Whatever. Y'all can check out <laughs> Trek, the giant, giant sheep <laughs> who was relieved of his wool.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's useful. That's yeah. a renewable resource. He'll
0: grow more. He will. And if you shear him nicely, it's okay. Yep. Which I'm sure they did in this case. So anyway, Maggie had to wear the cone off and on for a few days. And uh, once she healed up, I I had gone to see my vet about Jasmine. Oh, yeah, because Jasmine, i will throw this in here. All right, so Jaredad gets up before me, lets the dogs out. Hangs out with them in the morning. Yeah,
1: Tries not to wake you up.
0: Generally do a pretty good job. Yeah. I get up. You know, G-O-D-A-D is left for work. I wake up. If you watch the snaps, you know the girls are pretty much upstairs with me in the bedroom. Jasmine's got her head under the bed. So I <sighs> help pull her out from under the bed. She won't get up. And I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. And like I help her stand up. She won't move. And then she tries to take a step and she's limping. So I have to carry her downstairs. I called you her dad. I'm like, was she limping when you were here? And you're like, no, she was fine. She won't put any weight on either of her left feet, especially the front one. Cannot walk. Could not go outside. I had to carry her outside. Which is just very concerning. Yeah. Carry her outside. So she would pee. Couldn't walk. I mean, she would like super heavy limp if she tried to take any steps. So I had to carry her inside. Put her back down. Uh, so yeah, super worrying.
1: Put put down with the dog.
0: No, set her back down on the floor. There you go. Uh, so I called the vet, and I'm like, "Vet, this is not good."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Doctor vet, but yes,
0: Doctor Bob is my vet. Like, so I'm talking to the receptionist, who's very good, and I'm like, "She won't put any weight on either of the feet, especially the front one. I have to carry her everywhere. Like, it's hard for her to even lay down. What can I give her, right? Because I'm gonna bring her in." And there's some dog medicines that you can't mix. Like if you're going to give them steroids, you don't want to give them an anti-inflammatory because you can't have those two things together within like seven days or else it causes a really bad reaction. So we gave her some tramadol, which is like a, a lightweight narcotic. I think it used to not be classified as a narcotic, but it is now. But it's a really common kind of pain reliever. Go to see the vet. And of course, I mean, all day I'm carrying her around. We go to see the vet, and she's walking a little bit better when we go out to the car. We get to the vet's office, and she's, like, prancing around like nothing is wrong. And I bring her in, and they're like, how's it going? I'm like, I'm pissed at this dog because she's just trying to make me look bad. Um, she was limping a little bit, and so we determined that it was a pinched nerve, and we gave her some anti-inflammatories and a little more tramadol, and she was fine. So it was super scary for a while and then completely fine. Uh, but when I was in there... I had asked about Maggie and I'm like, when can stitches come out? And he's like 10 to 14 days. So I went and ran my ultra marathon. I got home. Monday was like 11 days. I'm like stitches coming out.
1: You love that stuff.
0: Yeah. GR dad was like, Oh my God, you took the stitches out. I've taken my own stitches out. I've taken yeah. stitches out of dogs a dozen times. Staples. I can't take out cause there's like a special tool you have that kind of bends the staples. So it doesn't hurt. Stitches are really easy to take out. Anytime I've had stitches that need to be taken out, I've taken out it's my own stitches. It's
1: not physically hard. It's emotionally hard.
0: It's not, it doesn't hurt that much.
1: It doesn't hurt you at all. It hurts them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, to take out my own stitches oh, does, fair does not hurt fair very enough. much. Yes, yes, yes. It's healed up pretty much at that point. Like when I, I impaled my leg on a metal post one time. Rebar. On a rebar post. There's not a story for the podcast. It's a real... Gruesome story.
1: This is bad, yeah. It's It's good story. But
0: it's
1: <laughs> not about dogs.
0: No, no dogs involved. I was running, impaled myself on a rebar post, pulled God. myself off it, had a bunch of stitches. I took those stitches out myself. It was fine. So took her stitches out. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it was fine. I'm good at taking out dog stitches. I mean, the vets. My vet even tells me at this point, he's like, "You can just take them out after ten days. You're welcome to bring her in, but go ahead and just take them out." Because he knows I know how to take out stitches. Um, so anyway, it took her stitches out when we are recording this, probably five days ago. She's all good now. She's got a few little scabs left up there, but...
1: Yes, and the most important thing is her smile is like Hollywood. Oh my Hollywood. gosh, she, she like I,
0: shows her little teeth and it's like, ding!
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is like those commercials. There's a
0: little like lens flare.
1: Yeah. Yeah, her teeth look great. She doesn't seem to really feel any different, which is great, because she was, you know... She's not into the stardom and the looks, the She's shallow looks.
0: Beautiful the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yes, her teeth do look better, but also when they do the dental, they like do x-rays and stuff. And uh, there's a couple of teeth they want to keep an eye on because they've got some bone loss, but overall looking pretty good and they're all cleaned up. and
1: And her dog breath smells different.
0: It does. I actually loved her breath. I would stick my nose in front of her mouth before, and I'd be like, I love your breath. Like, let me just smell your breath. And it smells, it's the same smell now, but it's much less. So it does not smell as strong as it used to. Um, but also the bumps are gone from behind her ear, which is good, but also the fur is still gone from behind yeah. her ear. Uh, and it's going to take a while for that to come back, probably a couple months. So it's better. It's lightly fuzzy now. But uh, anyway, so Schmig is fine. Jasmine also is fine. Those, huh? I think, are all the vet visits that we've had lately.
1: Keso remains fine.
0: Keso is doing so great. She's just like the queen of playtime. Everybody except Vink is annoyed with her because she's always like throwing her face against them, trying to make them play. And they're like, I don't want to play. And she's like, come on, let's do it. And Vink's always like, I am game. I will play. Let us go.
1: I will roll on my back.
0: Yep. And they have a great time together.
1: You've seen them chomping each other's face perhaps yeah if you haven't they chomp each other's face
0: sure do yeah both of them like vink will grab a big mouthful of like cheek from (laughs) queso and just i don't
1: know how they they have some arrangement where that works
0: they are the best the old dog and the young dog are like bffs i think hops is a little jealous because she's like i used to play all the time with vink
1: hops all you want to do is tug it nobody wants to tug it like you because you're violent
0: yeah, Hop's like hurt my rotator cuff once Hops from puts, tugging puts, it so
1: hard. She's good at putting all her weight behind the tug.
0: Yep. Yeah, which is like fun, but like she wants to do it all the time.
1: Yeah, I have this theory that I was making up for lost time, right? That she never had anyone to play with or that she was just almost clinically depressed living outside the whole time and had just no play at all. It was yeah. just kind of withdrawn, like she was early when we got her. Totally. And now she's learning how to play for the first time or remembering it. Because now she has playmates. It's so great. It's really cool.
0: Someday she will play with us. Like we can kind of, like I'll push her face around sometimes when she's playing. Oh, more. yeah.
1: She, the other day she was uh, chomping on a sock. Of course, that triggers all <laughs> sorts of anxiety. For, an object. That's for an a object. foreign object. For an object. <laughs> but she didn't eat it or anything. She was just trying to pulling at it a little bit and being actually quite responsible with it.
0: Yeah, she'd pick it up and like shake it around. Shake it a shake. Yeah. Real fast. Yeah. And then I was down there, I'm like maybe we can tug on it a little bit and I'd pull it and she'd kind of pull it and I'd put it in her mouth she'd pull it. So
1: She's learning. She's not super good at it yet, but she's good.
0: Yep. So hopefully we'll get her to play with humans and maybe also give me a face lick. <laughs> I've still yet to get one. Though the tonight... Elusive face lick. I stick my face in front of her face all the time uh. and I'm like, give me a lick. And uh, tonight I did it and I caught her off guard. Like while she was kind of licking her chops, I stuck my face on her face. So technically her tongue touched my face. (laughs) Though I don't count that because I want her to intentionally give me a lick. She was more
1: surprised by it than you were. She was like,
0: crap. (laughs) I don't want to lick that nastiness. That's gross. I don't know. She will not give me a lick. I put my face down there and then she like takes a step away.
1: Dogs like licking my face more than they like licking your face.
0: Yeah, she hasn't licked you either. Though. I don't.
1: No, I understand, but I'm just saying. I don't know why, but
0: I, <laughs> you're tasty. I think
1: I sweat a lot more. Mm-hmm. My other theory is that I taste like meat because I eat meat. You but, do eat meat, but I think it's mostly because I'm very sweaty all the time.
0: I think they just like you better. Don't I? Don't think. Oh, please. I think
1: Chemical and biological. I don't think it's emotional.
0: That's, that's nice of you trying to make me feel better. Salt. They totally liked your dad better.
1: They like salt.
0: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I,
1: I don't think it's a competition. There's enough love for everyone.
0: It's fine. I feel plenty loved. Yep. Though they do like you better. I don't think so. Except for queso, she likes us the same. Yeah. 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 And Vank, I think, goes. She's pretty equal. When you come home, Vink forgets they exist.
1: Vink grabs a sock and runs around in a circle when anyone comes (laughs) home. That's
0: true. She just doesn't know what's going on. She
1: does. She just is stuck in her own little (laughs) head.
0: Vink! Vink. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Updates on Maggie and her surgery because we forgot to do that, but that's a good sign. That means it wasn't super serious and she's okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a German word of the week for us?
1: Oh, it's... uh,
0: Beißhemmung. Use a sentence.
1: Hopper ist ein lieber Hund, denn sie hat, auch wenn sie wie wild spielt, hat sie natürlich eine gute Beißhemmung.
0: Alright, that was a paragraph. No, that was a German <laughs> sentence. Uh,
1: it's the term that describes the concept that dogs won't bite you, like a good dog won't, but like it'll be. It'll be, if I clamped from biting you, it like bite a, resistant. Yeah, it's like it, it has a bite resistance. You bite,
0: like stick your hand in their mouth hesitation, bite, bite
1: threshold or something. Hesitance. Where Yeah, where like a dog will bite another dog or bite you know bad guy, but wouldn't bite the owner because it's like it's like restricted itself from biting you. Yeah. Bice someone
0: There you go. No. Yeah. It's a good one. No. Yeah. Cool. Um, So yeah, that's the Golden Ratio podcast. Audible.com is our sponsor. AudibleTrial.com slash The Golden Ratio. You get a free audiobook. You help support the podcast. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who signed up from them. That's all we have to say about that. Yeah. So yeah, hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Schmeag updates and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Goodbye.